Welcome to the War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, Managing Sports Editor of the Parsons Sun and the Chanute Tribune. We've got sub-state previews. No guests this week. We've got sub-state basketball previews I want to go over on this show. But first, before we go to break, this past week, the European country of Ukraine was invaded by Russian forces. Over the past few days, soldiers and citizens of Ukraine have defended their homes themselves, and it's cost many their lives. There was a refugee crisis in multiple European countries west of Ukraine, notably Poland. Here in the United States, we are watching these events unfold from afar, from the comfort of our own homes. In the last hundred years, only twice have foreign invaders infiltrated and attacked American soil, 9-11 and the attack on Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. Americans were drawn into two separate deadly wars because of those attacks. American values are now, once again, being put to the test. Thoughts and prayers are not enough. Donate money to any number of causes that can easily be discovered through a Google search. And if you can't donate money, and not everybody can in a community here in Parsons where over 70% of our own children are on free or reduced lunches at school, then donate your time. Call your local representative, your congressman, your senator, and demand that financial and other sanctions against Ukraine remain in place and that the belt is tightened even more tightly. Free citizens of a democracy are under attack in Ukraine, and it is costing innocent lives. If you believe in the freedoms that America has given you, use your voice to save and protect others who need help. And welcome back to the War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, and let's go ahead and talk about some sub-state basketball. My favorite week of the year. Every basketball game I get to watch this week, every team playing in it will be fighting for their very lives. It is going to be a lively atmosphere, one that I am just very anxious and excited to take a part in and view. Uh, it is obviously an honor to cover it. Uh, so let, let's go through and look at uh, you know some of the bigger teams and, and some of these brackets. Let's start with the Keisha 4A Substate East bracket. That'll be where Parsons and Lebec County's at. And we'll start on the boys' side. Uh, the boys' side is interesting. Uh, number one seed Eudora taking on number 16 seed Lewisburg. Uh, and then on the bottom half of that pairing, you have eighth seeded Lebec County and ninth seeded Independence. Two teams that split the regular season series, Altamont and Lebec County, I'm sorry, Lebec County and Independence. They split the regular season series. They just played on Friday night. Independence won that game in Altamont. Altamont's going to host it again. That game's going to be back in Altamont as Lebec County hosts Independence with a chance to get a playoff win. Uh, both teams sitting uh, with decent records. Uh, Lebec County sitting at 11-9 overall. They have a winning record, and they are guaranteed to finish the year with a winning record uh, after in Bradley Argerbright's third season as head coach. He was recently a guest on the show. Just a great season for the Lebec County boys. Uh, going down the bracket, this is the pairing I want to talk about. Paola, the third seed, takes on number 14, Chanute. Paola at 13-7. and seven. Paola, a team that lost to Labette County in a Burlington Invitational Championship this year. Keep that in mind. Paola taking on Chanute in the first round. On the bottom half of that pairing, you have six-seeded Taganoxi, a team that I believe has split the season series with Paola. They take on number 11, Parsons. There is 
There is a lot of intrigue in this bracket. I wholly believe that Paola, Chanute, Tonganoxi, and Parsons are all equally capable of winning two games and advancing to the state tournament. But how about the Parsons Vikings? How about the Parsons Vikings? You want to talk about a turnaround. At 8-12, and 12, started the year 0-7. They are at 8-12 and 12 now. They have won 8 of their last 13 games. With losses in that stretch too. Independence on the road. Erie at a neutral site. Baxter Springs at a neutral site. That one's probably the one that hurts the most. Pittsburgh. And then Independence at home. They have wins. Two wins over Chanute. Two wins over Fort Scott. Two wins over Coffeyville. A win over a decent Riverton team. And a win on the road at Labette County. This is a team that is has gone to the state tournament four times in a row, the Parsons Vikings have. And with the pairing that they got, they could very well make it five. Five straight state tournament trips. Still a possibility for Parsons. Was always going to be a possibility, a possibility at this point. But now a very real scenario could unfold. A very realistic scenario inside the spectrum of reality has unfolded for the Parsons Vikings. And how about this, too? It's not implausible for Chanute to do it either. In fact, it's not implausible for there to be an SEK League sub-state final between Parsons and Chanute. And guess who would host that? The Parsons Vikings. What an incredible scenario that has unfolded. And how? And by the way, just, just as a quick nod... I think Coffeyville could go at the number 13 seed. I think they could go beat Wamigo. We're going to move on now to the 4A East girls side. Uh, we'll go over some key matchups. Number 16 seed, Chanute. They are going up against Eudora. Uh, Chanute, a five-win team. Uh, going up against the number one seed in the state. Uh, I love Coach Dustin Fox over there at Chanute. He has had a difficult year uh, with a very, very young team. Uh, and they will need to try and pull off something very spectacular uh, to advance their season. Uh, but watch out for that Chanute team in about a year or two. Dustin Fox, one of the better coaches in the area, I promise you that. You ask any of the respected coaches in this area, you ask uh, Christy Snyder uh, in particular, They ha- she has a lot of respect for Dustin Fox and Chanute, once once those girls start hitting about 10% more shots collectively, they're going to be extremely tough to beat. Uh, going down the list, though, obviously, the, the story on... We'll, for, we'll, we'll touch on Parsons first, actually. They have got the draw from hell. They are the sixth seed, and their first game will be against 11-seeded Hayden. On the top side of that same, of that same pairing is Bishop Meage against Lewisburg. Have fun with that one. Hayden is a winnable game. Uh, Parsons, a 14-win team. How about the Parsons Vikings girls? How about the Parsons girls? What a turnaround under Pat Scheibe in his third year. Uh, you know, th- this is a team that set the state record for three-pointers made in a game. 
They have an electric freshman point guard in Ellie Valentine Florence. What a fantastic point guard she is. Uh, they have very capable sophomores in Anaya Hinman and, Sh- and Sydney Scheibe. Uh, you, you throw around Brianna Patterson, uh, Bridget Dunlay. Uh, you, you just keep throwing. Uh, Louise Hansman, a senior point guard who uh, has really uh, been a reinforcement for the Vikings this year uh, as a foreign exchange student out of Germany. Just what, what an exciting time uh, for the Parsons girls. And they'll get an opportunity to play at home on Tuesday against Hayden uh, in a sub-state first-round game. They get a home playoff game. And that is truly an accomplishment for the part for this Parsons team. Uh, if they advance beyond Hayden and have to play me age on the road, uh, Godspeed to that one. Uh, on the bottom half, uh, you've got the uh, you've got. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. On the last bracket, you've got fourth seeded Labette County taking on Ottawa in the first round in Altamont on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, and on the bottom half of that bracket, you've got fifth-seeded Fort Scott taking on Baldwin. Here is the creme de la creme of that bracket. There was about a twenty. There was about a ten-minute window on Friday night where things changed. Uh, Labette County was taking on Independence on Friday night in front of a crowd that featured a lot of Christy Snyder alums, uh, all in support of Christy Snyder, who is expected to retire at the end of the season. Labette County was taking on Independence, and they won that game handily. I don't, we're not going to spoil it. We're not going to. We're not going to tease anything there. They won that game handily, forty-two to twenty-two. Labette County beating Independence on the girls' side. But the upset of the night was Parsons beating Fort Scott, and what that allowed was two things. It allowed Labette County to win its fifth straight SEK League title. They got a share of it with Fort Scott because of Parsons' upset. Of Fort Scott, Labette County earns a share of the FCK League title. And it allowed Labette County to jump into the four seed. Jumping Fort Scott along the way. The significance of that is, if Labette County and Fort Scott, which are, you know, for the four and five seed, they're the, they're the favorites going in. If they be, if, Fort, if Labette County beats Ottawa and Fort Scott beats Baldwin, those two teams will meet for a third time this year, having split the regular season series. In a game, and I believe a game, two games that were decided by three points apiece, and Labette County winning the first game by three points on the road, Fort Scott winning the second game, and Altamont on double overtime by three points. So these two teams have played eight quarters of basketball plus two overtimes and have scored the exact same amount of points against each other. They're going to meet in a sub-state championship game if both of them win on Tuesday. That game will be in Altamont. That game will not be in Fort Scott like it was looking like it was going to be for about the last week and a half of the season. Labette County getting a big break there. And what what a night it was for the Labette County girls, by the way. Christy Snyder, a huge, uh, uh, just a, a huge uh, uh, core of her alums uh, just in in the stands supporting Christy Snyder. She was honored for surpassing 450 career wins. Uh, just a fantastic accomplishment. And obviously, she's expected to retire at season's end. Uh, we don't know who uh, the next head coach is going to be. Obviously, they'll have to open it up. Uh, it'll likely, I'm sure, Brianna Vollmer is going to be on that list. Uh, I'm sure we'll see some names apply for it. But for Christy Snyder to be honored that way, and for Labette County to secure its fifth straight league title, and that means on that senior night, those senior girls, including Madison Brandon, Anna Dean, 
Lauren Forbes, who, who's been battling an injury and hasn't played in the last month. Uh, you throw in Jasmine Perez. I, I know I'm missing quite a few. Carson Stewart can't forget her. I know I'm missing a few. So if I forgot your name, I apologize. But those Lebec County girls who graduate, who celebrated senior night, the last two graduating classes for Lebec County girls basketball know nothing but winning the SEK League title. And whoever follows in Christy Snyder's shoes is going to be expected to uphold that tradition. And it will be very, very exciting to watch. Lebec County, the number four seed, looking to make a return trip to the state tournament. Uh, they will play Ottawa in the first round, and then they'll play the winner of Fort Scott and Baldwin in the second round. Moving on, a substate I am very, very much interested in is the Fredonia substate. We'll first look at the boys. Galena is going to be the overwhelming favorite in that they play host Fredonia in the first round, but they'll play that game at Galena. Caney Valley and Riverton, the 4-5 seed in that game. Galena, the overwhelming favorite to win that game. Uh, Columbus and Baxter Springs in the 2-7 game. And then Cherryville, a 12-18, playing a 4-14 Neodice team in the first round. My guess is uh, every my guess is every top seed, minus maybe Riverton and Caney Valley, that'll be a close game. But my guess is Kalina, Columbus, and Cherryville should advance easily to Thursday's semifinals. Uh, Cherryville and Columbus, uh, two fairly evenly matched teams. That's Galena's bracket to win, though. Uh, for Cherryville or anybody else other than Galena to win it, they'll have to be obviously beat Galena because uh, Galena's going to win every game and, unless they get beat by a team that wins it, in my opinion. Uh, looking at the girls' side, though, this is a bracket to watch. The girls' side of that bracket, the Class 3A substate hosted by Fredonia in the first round. We've got number one seed Neodice taking on Baxter Springs. Neodice, pencil, you know, sharpie that in. Riverton and Columbus. That'll be a close game in the four five game. Riverton at eight and ten. Columbus at eight and eleven. Uh, that will be get game will be at Riverton, but that will be a close game to watch. Uh, Cherryville, number two seed against Caney Valley. Uh, that game will be Tuesday at Cherryville. Uh, expect an exciting one uh, and expect a game that uh, you know will be closer than most two sevens are. But Cherryville, a team that is twelve and eight, that has won a postseason game. Each of the last three seasons and has won, has advanced to the substate championship in two of the last three. Uh, they have a draw that is very enticing for them. But if they get past Caney Valley, they will have to get past the winner of Galena and Fredonia. Uh, don't want to discount a seven win Fredonia team, but I'm going to go ahead and Sharpie and Galena into that one, uh, which would set up a semifinal on Friday between uh, Cherryville and Galena. Uh, certainly. Uh, an enticing opportunity uh, for Cherryville and Galena to meet up if they advance to Friday's semifinals. That'll be a game to watch if it takes place. Uh, in Uniontown, uh, the the Class 2A substate, we're looking at the boys' side first. Erie's your number one seed in that. They're coming in at 17-3. and three. Sharpie then in over Pleasanton. St. Mary's Colgan taking on Arma Northeast in the 4-5 game. Uh, Southeast, a very competitive team. They're the number two seed, the three river. You have two league champions in this bracket. You have the Erie Red Devils as the Tri-Valley League champions, and you have the Southeast Lancers as the three Rivers League champions. Let's go ahead and pencil them in over at Uniontown and Yates Center taking on Jayhawk Lynn. I'll pencil in Yates Center on that. Not sure if you in, but I'll pencil it in. Uh, Erie, if they get past that, this is a very competitive substate. Uh, and by the way, Erie and Southeast have split games this year. So this is a this is a fun competitive bracket 
that has an opportunity uh, to really unfold in a competitive way. Uh, I'll Sharpie Erie in over Pleasanton. Uh, they'll have to face the winner of Colgan and Northeast. Obviously, Colgan's brand will carry weight in that, and I'm sure a lot of people will expect Colgan to win that. Uh, but if Colgan gets past Northeast, uh, then they'll have to play Erie, and that can be a competitive game. Southeast in the 8th center could be a competitive game, and those are semifinal matchups. Those could be semifinal matchups. That bracket is going to be wild to watch. Uh, looking on the girls' side, though, not quite as wild, in my opinion. An undefeated St. Mary's Colgan team. They are the number one seed. They're the reigning, subs- they're the reigning state runner-ups. Uh, I'm going to Sharpie them in all the way to sub-state champion. Uh, their first matchup will be against Jayhawk Lynn. We've had their head coach, Abby Farabi, be a guest on this show. Abby Farabi, St. Mary's Colgan girls head coach, friend of the show. She has her team sitting at undefeated. They play a three-win Jayhawk Lynn team. Uh, then they'll play the winner of Northeast and Erie. Uh, I expect Northeast to win that game. Erie, a very competitive squad. They've won eight games this year. Uh, but even if you, whoever wins that game, good luck against Colgan. Uniontown is the number two seed in that bracket at seven and 17 and three. I think they might have trouble with the eight center at five and 13. I watched Uniontown play against Cherryville uh, about a week ago. I swear, Uniontown might be the worst 17 win team in the state. Uh, in regards to their peers. Uh, they have a very talented player in Daniel Howard, but if you take her away, uh, they lack a lot of offensive firepower without her in the game or without her being effective. Uh, so I, I, I just don't... I, I see Uniontown maybe winning a game, maybe even getting to the sub-state championship in this, uh, but I don't see anybody other than Colgan uh, making noise in this one. Last bracket I want to look at is the St. Paul girls. It is The site is Opie. Keisha, Class 1A, Division 1, St. Paul, gets a bye into the second round. They will play Opie on Friday at Opie at 6 p.m. This is a rematch of an earlier season matchup. Opie is a 7-win team, but they take down Marmon and Valley by one point. Opie and St. Paul, a big, a big matchup in the semifinals. In the other semifinal, we have Burlingame, a state-ranked team, Going up against Madison, who destroyed Colony Crest in the first round. Uh, Madison and ha- slash Hamilton and Burlingame in one semifinal. St. Paul and Opie in another semifinal. I think this is a, I think this is a, a sub-state. Either of those four teams left in it could win. And I think it's, it is going to be the sub-state to watch uh, in the 1A girls' side. St. Paul girls' uh, head coach Kaylee Augustine uh, really doing a great job right now uh, in managing uh, her first year. She has the St. Paul girls believing in her. Uh, They're playing extremely competitively well, and they have an opportunity to win a very competitive sub-state and advance to the state tournament. And this will be a this will be a, a fight to the death at Opie. I can promise you that it will be a fight to the death. Uh, we've got about a couple minutes left here Obviously, I don't want to forget about all the other teams in the area that are going to uh, be fighting for their lives across the state, uh, their basketball lives uh, across the state. Uh, This is a fun week. Uh, This is a week week where everybody is put to the ultimate test. We saw that with wrestling this past week. Hunter Schwegman at the Chanute Tribune doing a great job, a great job covering that. And in fact, let's bring up Brianna Ross. Brianna Ross, the Erie Red Devils girls wrestler, taking home the school's first ever 
first ever girls medal uh, in state wrestling. Uh, obviously, girls wrestling in its infancy, I believe it's in its third or fourth year now, third year, I believe. But what a, what an achievement! What an achievement for the uh, for Erie, uh, a team that has been a fantastic wrestling program this year. Uh, they were second in, re- in region standings. They won a regional. They won a league title as a Tri Valley on the boys' side. Uh, this has been a competitive, fun year for Erie wrestling, and it was capped off with some good medalists and some uh, obviously Drayton Kennedy up there, uh, Quinton Hetty up there, uh, and Brianna Ross are, are the are the heads of the pack there. A fantastic job by Erie. Parsons was able to qualify a couple wrestlers. Lavette County had a couple medalists this week. Uh, you know, just just a great week for wrestling. Cherryville even sent two guys, and while neither of them got a win, I mean, getting to state wrestling is no easy feat. Uh, and with about a minute left, last thing is the NJCAA Region 6 tournament starts this week. Uh, the Labette women, ranked number fourth in the country. They will play on Monday against Fort Scott. We'll sharpie that game over uh, for them to advance to the semifinals. My guess is that that Region 6 tournament is going to feature another rematch of number one, Johnson County, and number four, Labette. Uh, two of the top five teams in the country in the same region, and they'll probably play for a region championship game on the women's side. Uh, just an exciting, exciting time uh, for for basketball all around. That'll do it for the War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Everybody stay safe, and God bless.